0: I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glory. Glory. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill. So glad to be here with my good buddy, longtime friend,
0: Grace Guard Dog Steve. Hello, everybody. We're glad that you're here. It's time for another podcast. We're glad that God is here. That's the main thing. Amen. God is here in that He is ready to give you some revelation. And use two jars of clay next to a microphone to do it, Father. Let God speak through these microphones.
1: Yeah, you know, every time we do this podcast, I can really relate to Paul when he says, I came to you in fearfulness and much trembling, that your words
0: would not rest on the the yeah. wisdom of men. I'm actually and open group. right to that. You want me to read it? Yeah, and I was with you in weakness and fear and in trembling. And my message, in my preaching, were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but a demonstration of the Spirit in power. It's a demonstration. If Bill and I say anything wise to you, that you can actually be edified. Believe me, it's a demonstration of the spirit. It's, it's not coming from us because we're definitely not in the category of brilliant or poor scholarly or any of that stuff. We, we cannot, we don't measure up that way. We measure up as, I'll, I'll show you what we measure up as. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame that which is strong, and the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not, that he might nullify the things that are, that no man should boast before God. That's what he chose. That's what we are. The weak vessels.
1: Foolish. Foolish. We're well qualified.
0: We're well qualified to do this Bible study because it's not our words that you ever hear. It is, like Paul said, the Spirit of God, a demonstration of the Spirit of God, literally a manifestation of the Spirit of God, which is the topic that we're on and the topic that we're going to be on for a while manifesting God a demonstration of the spirit of God is what he said wow what words
1: coming to you from weak foolish nobody not good speakers <laughs> not
0: eloquent at all can't put a sentence I can't finish the sentence after I had my stroke i I, I got to where I couldn't talk right? we could add our
1: high school gpas together and not even get 4.0 <laughs> Multiply it by two.
0: Yeah, I'm laughing. <It gets> 3.8. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that's probably true. That's probably true. Okay, so let me do some reviewing since we just mentioned that it's not by our strength, but a demonstration of the Spirit. The Spirit is demonstrating itself when it speaks words of wisdom through Bill or I. Well, that is what we were doing these last couple podcasts on one we showed where in the parables, Jesus was actually talking about receiving the spirit that could manifest itself through you and how valuable that was and how he bought the field, just the field that the spirit was in just to possess that spirit. And Paul in Philippians said, I'm the Pharisee of Pharisees, and as far as legalistic righteousness, I am blameless, but I count all that as dung as cow poo. Scubalon. Scubalon, literally cow poo, in verses, you know, in regard to comparatively. Comparing the value of experiencing Christ. Nothing on the planet, Paul says. Compares to the value of experiencing Christ. He says it's all cowpoo when you compare it to manifesting Jesus, which is what we are the vessels that Jesus manifests himself through. That's why during Easter we went through what Jesus was telling the disciples in the upper room that he was going to prepare them. He was going to the third heaven to prepare them to cleanse them and make them righteous vessels that He could come back down and live in and He lives in us through His Spirit. Don't you know that you are the temple of God and He lives in you by His Spirit, 1 Corinthians 3, 17. In in the the second podcast, we, we were showing that Jesus was still speaking in parables, and... And these parables
1: had their
0: explanation in the upper room
1: discourse. Discourse, yes, yes. And 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 they really have their explanation when you get to... The epistles. The epistles. Yes. We We did the treasures and jars of clay and related it directly to Jesus' parable about the kingdom of God the what was another word for kingdom of God the economy of God the
0: economy of God that's such a great word to use is
1: like a a man that finds a treasure in a field and he buys the whole field and rehides the treasure and then we got to Paul in second Corinthians 4 where he says we have this treasure it's talking about the same thing yes in jars of clay that's a an earthen, earthen vessel, vessel.
0: He, he was saying we have this treasure in us the very people hidden that can talk to you on any given day do you realize the people that are talking to you are carrying Jesus within them and you can literally talk to Jesus through them that's why we want to go through just how much of this New Testament talks about manifesting because then we can get into where you realize when somebody is manifesting the Spirit and you can have joyful fellowship when somebody is manifesting the Spirit. But first we want to point out that we as Christians in the New Covenant It is all about, the whole new covenant is about manifesting. That's the point of God making the new covenant. He said, I'll put my spirit in you. And guess what? He put his spirit in us to manifest through us. And that is what the essence of the new covenant is. We are the vessels that he manifests through us. And if you're on some some train track that says, no, you've got to do this to please God and you've got to do that to please God and he won't be very happy with you if you're not doing this and and that and they've got you on the legalistic performance treadmill trip, then, then you're off track because the new covenant is saying, hey, you are the vessels of God. You are where God resides. He resides in you. You are the branches and he is the vine and he can bear fruit through you if you abide in him and not in your own human determination. See, that is what the new covenant is talking about. Not not this performance stuff that you've got to perform better that I'm picking a verb out and saying you've got to do this verb better because we all have to do the verb better because... The, the, the standard for doing the verb is perfection. Be ye perfect like God is perfect. And we never achieve that. So we can keep talking about that verb forever and ever. But that's not the new covenant. That's not what the new covenant talks about. The new covenant says, hey, I know no good thing dwells in me. That's what Paul said in Romans 7:18. For the willing to do good is there, but the doing of good is not. He says, I know nothing good dwells in me. That is in my human nature, he says. For the willing to do good is there, but the doing of good is not. And that is the new concept of the new covenant. We Acknowledge, hey, I can't do it, but I've got God in me. Do you realize I carry around the God of the universe, people? I carry him around and he can manifest himself. Watch him do it. That's the treasure. That's the treasure. treasure.
1: Yes. And Jesus gives these parables about what? Agriculture. Isn't that the curse of Adam? through you'll toil the soil. The earthen vessel, you'll toil, you'll work. and the you'll sweat work through, of your brow. From the sweat of your brow through thorns and thistles, the cares of life. But all the while, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a this agricultural field where there's this hidden treasure. And that hidden treasure is none other than Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians 127. And Paul says... In the Second Corinthians 4, we have this treasure in jars of clay, the agricultural field. That what would be manifest would be clearly seen. Clearly seen is the word manifest there. It's the Fanaru word. Amen. To be manifested of God. But I, I like clearly seen better. Mm-hmm. It's the same word. Fanaru, right? Mm-hmm. Probably pronouncing it wrong. But. What do you expect from a weak earthen vessel? <laughs> <laughs> Not good enunciation. So this weak earthen vessel has this treasure. Treasure, Thank you. This mm-hmm. treasure that it would be seen of God. And the treasure is Christ in us. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. It is the, the thing hidden... Uh, Isaiah calls it the, the treasure of darkness. I will give you treasures of darkness. What in the world does that mean? It means Christ in you, hidden, now revealed, now manifest. It's the Spirit that reveals that, and it's the Spirit that is the treasure. And it's the Spirit that manifesting the Spirit's life that people look at it and say, clearly, that is not Steve doing that. We know Steve. He's a basket case. He's a earthen vessel. He's a broken farm, <laughs> an agricultural disaster. <laughs> doesn't produce fruit,
0: but he works at it real hard. Oh, I try. I try. I, I, I will say, I tried for years. And he sweats.
1: I sweated. I sweated. He doesn't do a day of agricultural farming without stepping on a thorn or getting a thistle stuck in his between his fingernail and yeah
0: no it's it's true but all
1: the while this treasure is there and the sad part is what it talks about in first corinthians two is it's possible to have this treasure and still be in the dark about it and not know it not know it
0: that's what that's what the new covenant does it brings out that knowledge right there and that's why I want to read right here out out of first Corinthians 2 do you want me to yes okay cuz cuz it says listen to what it says in regard to what Bill just said about not knowing it and not being able to clean up the field and not being able to understand the things of God it says but it is written things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which has not entered the heart of man about all that God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, things which human eye has not seen and human ear has not heard, those are the things that God wants us to see but humanly speaking we can't see it but he's got it all prepared for us then it goes on to say but they have been revealed to us through the spirit for the spirit searches out all things even the deep things of God and we have received the spirit not of the world, but the spirit that came from God, so that we can know all the things that God freely gave it gave to us. See, he said, human eye hasn't seen all the things that God freely gave us, but he says, we have received the spirit when when we were born again, when the new covenant started in our lives, everything that we're saying, we have. Christ in us the hope of glory. Matter of fact right here at the bottom of this chapter it says and now we have the mind of Christ so we can understand all the things that he freely gave us and it goes on to say that these are we speak not in words taught by human wisdom but we speak spiritual thoughts in spiritual words and I'm talking about 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man, the human man, the one that's on the driver's license, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He can't understand them because they are spiritually learned about. It's the Spirit that learns about
1: these things. It's the same as Jesus saying, I have much to say to you, but you're not able to discern it now. You're not yet ready. And what does the next
0: verse say? Because they hadn't received Received the the Spirit. Spirit. It's the Spirit that... uh, In other words, you study the Bible using the mind of Christ, not the mind of Steve. You study the Bible using the intellect of the spirit and not human intellect that's why it says no human mind has seen this no human heart has understood this that means no human mind has understood this because they're spiritually discerned and we've received the spirit and what does Paul go on to say he says get a load of this he says but you have the mind of christ and i could not speak to you as spiritual men but as men of flesh as to babes in christ so i gave you milk not solid food for you weren't ready to receive it and you're still not ready to receive it i couldn't speak to you as somebody who's manifesting the mind of christ i couldn't speak to you as spiritual men I had to speak to you as human men. That's why it said as fleshly men. Fleshly there is the word that translates human. I'm speaking to you as human men, as babes in Christ. So I'm only going to give you milk, not solid food, because what you're not manifesting, manifesting, manifesting the mind of Christ right now. I can tell that you're not manifesting the mind of Christ, he he says, because you're still fleshly since there is jealousy and strife among you. Are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? When they're fleshly and there's strife among them, you can tell that they're walking in their human nature. He said, you're walking like mere men, not like the mind of Christ is controlling you, not like the mind of Christ is manifesting through you. There's our word manifesting. That's why it's so important to understand the fact that in the new covenant, it's all about manifesting. We wait and depend each day on the manifestations of God through us. That's what we're addicted to, and that's what we want to do. That's our high for the day, is manifesting God and talking to somebody else who is manifesting God too. That can get you pretty high as well. That can make your joy complete when somebody's in the Spirit And you're talking with God through that person and you're receiving the wisdom of God through that person. I hope, dear Lord, that this is making sense because it is so wonderful to talk to the spirit rather than the human nature. But it's all about understanding, number one, that we manifest and number two, that we can tell when someone is manifesting.
1: Manifesting is... Completely the opposite of what he calls you, you're acting as children. I think in Hebrews it says that too, about mm-hmm. the elementary principles. The principles
0: of the world says, no, you ought to be teachers by now. You need somebody to teach you all over again the elementary principles of God's word.
1: The idea of manifesting the spirit and mixing it with elementary principles... Is something that really, I would say, mess me up. Yeah, in
0: that sense. Ex- expound on that, Bill. Expound on that. Jesus, what are the elementary principles that you're talking to about?
1: Don't don't taste, don't touch. Paul calls it in, in Colossians. They have the appearance of wisdom, but they lack any value. In restraining sensual fleshly indulgences. So, you're talking about
0: human performance
1: completely human performance. You hear these stories. Um, I was thinking about this one the other day because I t- where my parents are now, they got elevators, it's only five floors. And you know how people come up with we, we've taken don't commit adultery to don't even get on an elevator with someone the opposite sex you know? <laughs>
0: corny corny corny
1: and you see people that and you and you hear their testimonies i won't get on the elevator alone with a woman and i was thinking every time i go to my parents they they're on the fourth floor if i'm coming down well, what would i do if a woman walks in the elevator on the second floor do i tell her Wait for the next one, or do I get off and then yeah. jump you imagine back on?
0: Waking and, up each day, doing, worrying about such goofy things. How would you ever
1: get from the twentieth floor down to the bottom if you if you applied that rule? Right, right. And the Pharisees had those too. The Pharisees called them fence laws. The, yeah, the Pharisees called them fence laws, and they were just added onto the
0: three hundred and thirteen law six hundred and thirteen laws of Moses. They were added on to them. They were like the law said wash your hands.
1: They would wash up to their elbows. Yeah. You know, and next up to their armpit. And and I think
0: you couldn't let the water drip off your elbow. Why? Because you had to close
1: the other fist. Yeah. And and Jesus said you're goofy. Your traditions, he called them their fence laws make the word of God of of no effect. At the end of the day, what does an elementary principle, a a fence law, accountability partner, not getting on elevator... A performance mindset. It's still the mind of the flesh. flesh. It's not the mind of the spirit. No. You know, the law said Uh, don't get drunk. We say don't even go to a place that serves alcohol in case someone sees you
0: next to someone that's let there not even be a hint of immorality among you
1: but Jesus didn't care about any of those things he made wine and served it at the uh, and it wasn't grape juice it was wine and you you know what they I'm pretty sure they danced at the uh,
0: oh no (laughs) you know they weren't baptists then (laughs) baptists really frowned on dancing and see, all, all that is
1: of no value to the all-surpassing value of knowing Christ. Paul said it best in Philippians 3. All that I, I really count as scubalon to, to gain Christ. And he, what he's talking about is this the surpassing value he's talking about is manifesting the life of Christ. In fact, he starts out his whole testimony with that very same thought. He says, when Christ revealed himself, where? In me. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the mystery that was hidden from generations past. Christ in you is the mystery that was hidden in the field in the parable is the treasure hidden in the field in the parable. Christ in you is the hope of glory. The glory means revealing the presence of God. Christ in you is better said to be your only hope of glory. Christ in you is what makes you say all that other stuff, fence laws, unshakable, unbreakables, accountability partners. In fact, the only time accountability is ever used by Paul, it says the law was given to hold everyone accountable to sin. It doesn't say the to, law to, was to given... To what? To shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> to shut their mouth. Yeah. The law is the only thing that holds someone accountable. But it it has no value in restraining the sensual indulgences yeah
0: it it does not stop the sin guide where paul said if i'm doing it what i don't want to do and i'm not doing what i do want to do it is no longer me doing it but sin that dwells in me the law has no value those elementary principles have no value in restraining sin that dwells in your human nature for paul says it's clearly in my human nature But the Spirit, manifesting the Spirit, has plenty of value because it stops the sin that dwells in you dead in its tracks. Dead in its tracks. And the Corinthians were in the
1: worst possible place to be as a Christian. They had the knowledge that God saved them and paid for their sins to a degree. But they didn't have the knowledge of His life manifesting. That was still hidden to them. So they're in the worst place because now their their goal is to stop sinning. And that is why the Corinthians were the worst be- behaved church. It, it's not because they were worse people than the Ephesians, who seemed to be doing pretty good, or the Colossians, who pretty much seem to be doing good. The the Ephesians seem to be really doing good, and Paul just gets right into the, the spirit with the Ephesians. The first, the Corinthian letter, he says, I would love to give you guys this principle of manifesting my life or the life of Christ, but I can't. I, I got to get you where you don't put confidence in your flesh first. That has to be destroyed, as a, a viable alternative to living the Christian life, not by the Spirit, but by human
0: effort. It will utterly amaze you to see how much of First and Second Corinthians, and how blatantly and how obvious it is that First and Second Corinthians talks about manifesting. He tells those. Corinthian people in no uncertain terms all about manifesting and their need to manifest.
1: And Paul gets at it added in 2 Corinthians. We touched on it a little the last podcast where he's going through all these trials and it seems by appearance really bad. But he makes all these contrasting statements. And to, to look at his life... You would say, I don't see God's life in him. I see trouble. I see uh, poverty. I see all the things that we're told is uh, means God's not working in your in your life by the elementary principal crowd, right? So the the elementary principal crowd looks at what's seen. True. True. Big point, Bill. Good. But the life of God is hidden. It's the, the treasure is hidden.
0: It's invisible. It's invisible. So You see the actions of it. Like it says, the wind blows here and the wind blows there. You don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is about being born again. You're born of the spirit that you don't see doing anything, but you see the actions it takes.
1: And so Paul in 2 Corinthians 6, he says, As God's ministers, we commend ourselves in everything by great endurance, by afflictions, by hardships, by difficulties, by beatings, by imprisonments, by riots, by labors, by sleepless nights, by times of hunger. That's what they see. And they say, I don't see the activity of God in that. Look at the way he describes it, though. Okay, so all these visible things that seem like God's not in his life, right? Yep, I'm getting sight. Now he talks about both of them through glory and dishonor, through slander and good report, regarded as deceivers and yet true. So the person that walks by sight says... I see a dishonor, I see slander, and I see a deceiver. The truth is, by God's Spirit, you see glory, good report, and true. Verse 9. As unknown, yet recognized. Unknown by the natural mind. Right. Recognized by the Spirit. By the Spirit. As dying, yet see we live.
0: Because the life of Christ is manifest in our mortal body, the very thing he says earlier we live, in yeah. that letter,
1: as grieving,
0: yet always rejoicing. And the
1: Spirit the, does always rejoice. The Spirit always rejoices, even though you're grieving, even though the flesh grieves, as poor, yet enriching, enriching many. This is my favorite one. As having nothing yet possessing
0: everything. everything. Because possessing the spirit of God to manifest You is have everything. everything. You own all of it. Really, You have eternal life.
1: And so you may be going through financial times mm-hmm. and you have nothing but yet The Spirit manifests that you have everything. You have the riches of Christ. You have His life. If you have His life... You you have have, everything. You have everything. You have the treasure. You have the treasure. You have hope. You know He's going to take care of you. We just read earlier, He says, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? You, Someone kills you. He says, even if we lose our mortal body we have a tent amen. from God
0: we have a tent from God got that's that right. covered
1: too Yes, you amen. can't stop me amen that's good news so when you're living by the spirit you're going to manifest the spirit when you're living by human effort you're going to manifest the flesh and that the manifestation manifestation of the so so bad I have trouble pronouncing it the manifestation of the flesh is ugly and it's obvious.
0: W- would would it be fair to say that the manifestation of the human nature would say, "Oh, I'm so poor. I got this, and the bills are coming in, and I don't know what to do. But everything's just looks terrible. Oh, what'd a bit blue for? I don't like blue. <laughs> <laughs> I know that person. <laughs> yeah,
1: but wow, you know." That's the treasure in the, the field. It it and it's the same field that Adam being all mankind you know, the field is just a picture of working for yourself and striving in through thorns and thistles, right? Mm-hmm. But all the while all the while that you're working your agricultural field, whether it's You know, whatever trade you are in life, it's still an agricultural field. Trying to produce fruit, Mm -hmm. all the time you're working your agricultural field. There was a treasure beneath the deepest plow, or whatever. You you know, you're working a hidden treasure. That Jesus, Jesus is the one that the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in the field that a man who finds it. Jesus is the one that knew about the treasure and he bought the whole field. What does bought the whole field mean? He redeemed us. He bought us back from the curse of Adam. He bought us back from the curse of futility, of working our agricultural field and thorns and thistles. He bought us back from that curse. So now we can rest and live on the treasure that was hidden. And what is the treasure? It's Christ in us. What does manifesting mean? It means manifesting Christ in us, the hope of glory. It means depending on the Spirit of God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves.
0: That's why in in 2 Corinthians 4 it, it says... That the life of Christ would be manifest right in our mortal bodies.
1: Do you know when I sinned the most and I manifested the most ungodly living and debauchery living? Do you know when I did that? I didn't know you did all that. No. I mean, Secrets out. Yeah. It wasn't before I started going to church. It was after... I started, I got saved, I was born again, I said this sinner's prayer, so-called sinner's prayer, started to go into church, and you know what I did? You know what my goal was? Stop sinning. To stop sinning. You know what the outcome was? Sinning more. Sinning more. If the goal of your Christian life is to stop sinning through elementary principles defense laws, unshakable, unbreakable... You will sin all the more. Yes. If you're, the goal of your Christian life is to get to know Christ through the Spirit, to get to know the riches you have in Christ, the things we just read about freely given to us, do you know you'll... If that's your goal, to get to know Christ... You'll stop sinning
0: effortlessly
1: Effortlessly, because you won't even be trying to stop sinning. Your goal will not be trying not to sin. You'll just live the life of Christ and it'll keep you from sinning. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, Lord, peace, peace, patience, patience kindness, gentleness, self-control, control. faithfulness. And what does it say at the end? Against Yet such, such things, things there is no law. If there's no law, that means you're not going to sin if you're living by the fruit of the Spirit. Or there would be a law against it. Yes. So, never heard of anyone getting in trouble by being too kind. No. Too joyful. No. Too patient. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Imagine that guy getting fired. You work in the complaint department, and you're very patient,
0: and you're... (laughs) It's funny, no, it's laughable.
1: Yeah, that guy's going to get a raise
0: at, at his job. Yes. He's going to get, he's I, blessed, he's blessed. I mean, manifesting Christ is the hope of pleasing your spouse, It's the hope of pleasing your boss, It's the hope of pleasing the people around you. If you're trying just to please those people, humanly speaking, you fail, but if you just rest and wait on the Lord you exchange strength and the strength of God does please everyone around you you are pleasing at that point when Christ is manifesting so that's why the whole covenant is built on I will put my spirit in you and it will cause you to walk the exemplary Christian life I've made a whole new covenant so that the Spirit takes care of everything. All you have to do is be the vessel that manifests the Spirit. That That's your only job. Just be the vessel that manifests the Spirit. There's act, actually absolutely no work in that. There's Because you already are. You, you, you can't make yourself be the vessel. You already are the vessel. There's nothing for you to do. But that's what you have to do is be the vessel, which is... Nothing for you to do What you were already made ready for God made you the vessel Doesn't it say you are God's workmanship Created in Christ Jesus Before the world began To do the good works Which he prepared in advance For you to do God in you will do Everything that God Prepared you to do Before the foundation Of the world he had a plan for you and Jesus in you does everything according to that plan. And you get an A for the day. That's why Paul can say, I'm confident in this very, very thing. He, he, he who began a good work in you will carry it on till the day of completion. He will do finish what he started in you. He entered you, you received him for a reason, for specific things that God plans on Jesus doing through you, and Jesus will do everything that God has planned. He will do it perfectly, and when he is doing it, that is when he is manifesting and appearing to people. He is coming out, the secret guy, the hidden guy in the heart, is now exposing himself two people the pearl of great price that was hidden in the field is now exposing itself to the people around it because it is accomplishing what God has for that pearl to do and he's doing it through you and that's why the whole new covenant is indeed about manifesting
1: and it's why the old covenant was about stop sinning not that would it ever work, but it was to put, put your, your hope in the life of Christ, Christ. in yes. you. Yes, so yes. that's why it makes no sense to say, "Well, if you stop sinning, then God can
0: manifest through you." When God manifests through you, you, you stop, stop sinning. Sin. See Do you the guys order. Get that? Do you guys get that? When He is manifesting through you. You are sinless. You have stopped sinning when he started manifesting through you. That's how you stop sinning. The the trick to stop sinning is manifesting the life of Jesus. That's why we think we're going to continue with this. That's why I get so
1: irritated when people say, Well, that doesn't mean you can sin all you want. Well, Read 2 Corinthians. Paul didn't want to sin.
0: Read Romans 7. He certainly didn't want to sin. That's what I meant to say. Romans
1: 7, he says, "I, I do what I don't want to do. I don't sin all I want to do. I sin all I don't want to sin. Yes. And that's another podcast, too. But the idea of manifesting to getting to know Christ produces a sinless life.
0: Yes, yes. And so we'll we'll close this podcast, but you can see the direction that we're going for the next few weeks, hopefully. And you'll see that it's an important direction to go in because we want you to have a new goal for the Christian life. And it's not to stop sinning, although it will stop you from sinning. This is how you stop sinning. But we want your goal to be manifesting and depending on manifesting the life of Christ so I'll close us in prayer yeah okay Father God thank you as always for allowing us to be up here in front of these microphones so that you could talk through us and you said a mouthful today so we are appreciative beyond belief Father we 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 can't express how grateful Bill and I are that you use us. We're being used by you, Father. It it just doesn't get any better than that. We are the luckiest two people on the planet that you will use us to speak through. And you do. It's obvious to us that you do because the things you say are wiser than the things we would say. We fully well know it. Whether anybody else knows it or not, Bill and I know it, Father. We know it, we know it, we know it, and we give you thanks and we ask that you bless this podcast with your spirit of wisdom and revelation so that everybody may understand these spiritual thoughts expressed in spiritual words And we ask this in your son's name, the very son that is manifesting through us today. In his name, we ask you to bless this podcast. Thanks, everybody. We love you guys. Amen.
1: Thank you. Thank you, guys. We love you. Thanks for keep tuning in to us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good night.
1: Good night.